Welcome back to Pixel Splitters, everybody. The show where two guys discuss media and tech news. As always, we are your hosts. My name is Josh. And my name is Willis. And uh, and we got some really interesting stuff to talk about this week. You know, uh, we do. yeah, <laughs> some, some less franchise news, less specific movie news and more industry, you know, reaching news here. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be. Well, I was going to say this is going to be more of a technical episode, but I don't know that that's really true. It's going to be more of a um, on the filmmaking side versus the film viewing side, I feel like. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So today uh, we're going to be going over a couple things. We're going to be going over Netflix's new Play Something option, uh, which they rolled out to their their TV app, uh, and how they're trying to combat decision fatigue in the age of overwhelming amounts of choices of content to consume we're also going to be talking about the atomos ninja 5 plus their 8k resolution as well as the the ninja stream and then later on we're going to be talking a little bit about uh the new marvel slash the eternals teaser i'm not sure exactly what to call it because it's kind it, it wasn't really just an eternals teaser but that's how they promoted it at first so it's like a date announcement kind of video yeah something like and yeah we'll, we'll get into all that stuff later um but yeah, guys, welcome to the show. All yeah. right. So let's just start off uh, yeah, by talking about this new feature that Netflix just rolled out to their TV app. Now, I thought it was going to be, I mean, I kind of understand why it was just the TV app because it's kind of, they're trying to mimic channel surfing, if that's kind of how I took it. Well, where where are you seeing it? Like, when, like what application did you find it in? I just, so I didn't see it on... Like the mobile, I didn't see it on my computer. I only found it mm. when I went onto like our TV's Alexa and like it was in gotcha. the Netflix app. Um, and okay. I also yeah, read that too. Yeah, that's it's for me, it was on my Fire Stick. Yep. Um, but not on my Apple TV, which I thought was oh. strange, which may have just been an updating kind of, you know, shenanigan. Right. Just a little bit slower than the rest. But still, that's I would think they because they it was last week. Right. That's what. Yeah. yeah so I would assume by at this point they should have it. Um, but let's just go over exactly what it is. It's basically yes. uh, when you go to log into your Netflix account, um, you know, where it pulls up all of your profiles, you have the option now to click on a button that says play something. And what this does is essentially searches through Netflix and based on your previous viewing history starts to choose random pieces of content for you to consume is that right is that that's how i get yeah. it that's that's that was my experience was it you hit the button and it just starts playing doesn't really give you any kind of option there's no you know pick a genre and then go it's it's taken all of the work out of finding something to watch uh and letting you just go without scrolling endlessly for something you want to watch right and it's, you know, it's cool. It's well integrated from what I saw. You know, it was, you have yeah. the ability to just go back and forth between uh, the the different like projects. So like it's just, you have up, down and back and forward. Yeah. When you hit play something, it will give you the option to like say, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch that and go back and forth and, you know, still kind of pick something, but uh, much more limited. Right. And it goes, it's both uh, like TV shows, series, and then movies too. So it's a good mixture yeah. of everything, but it really does 
it, like because it's just mostly my roommates uh, on there mm-hmm. for for the Netflix. So it really does just hone in on what you mostly watch, and just it really did work. I mean, from what I found. Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting for me because when I hit it. I was like, all right, I'm going to start and then I'm going to let three or I'm going to skip through three or four just to see what it's given me here. Yep. Um, and the three or four I got were more or less the exact same four that were across my like the top, my top banner of like recommended for Willis. Yeah. Thing, you know, which I guess is cool. Um, but it's one of those things that the just playing what's already there recommended for me. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It seems like that would be just like, I would have, that's the first thing that I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, I could just play that. Right. You know, um, if I've scrolled past that first line, it to me probably means that I don't want to watch one of those four or five things. Right. Yeah. I don't know. What's, what was your experience with it? Yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty similar to that. It does it showed up like the four things that the four or five things because I think I did it like f- around ten times, just skipping to see what what it would keep giving me. And it did just and sometimes it was giving me shows that we'd already started watching. So like it was yeah. like season three, episode four of this. So it, I don't know. It was it was weird. And you're right because I, I didn't feel like I wanted to watch any of the things that I flipped through. Yeah. Like it was never like, oh, I landed on something that I just want to watch. But I also find these days it's rare that I'm going on to just surf for something. I usually want to yeah. watch a specific thing, whether that's a series, a video or a movie. I don't know. Like are the days of just surfing for stuff? It's just too overwhelming now. Like it's interesting because there's a, a question of whether or not we're in the same um, customer category as like what this feature is meant for true you know what i mean i think when when you or i are are streaming something we're doing it with a lot of intention um which although even as i say that i'm not sure how much i believe it but yeah (laughs) um everything it i don't everything it fed to me i'd heard of before and i was like if i wanted to watch that i would have watched it right but to go back to your point i mean like are we in a world where just scrolling for something to stream is ended? I, I don't know. I have definitely still found myself just like scrolling endlessly. Um, a lot of times it's because like my wife and I can't agree on something to watch. Sure. Um, but this wouldn't solve that either. Right. Cause like you're going to come across 10 titles that you don't really want to watch like it's assuming that you're just going to completely give yourself over to the algorithm and say "Uh, whatever you say i'm just going to watch what comes up and that's just not what happens that would happen already if like that just would be happening already they already recommend stuff for you so um, yeah like if you like if you were going to do that that one click would just be the first thing at the beginning there you know what I mean? Right. Like that one click of play something would be the one click of the top thing that's recommended for you. Right. And if I didn't click on it already, I feel like you showing me, you just having it start playing and it already does that. It already just starts yeah. playing. So it's like, what are we accomplishing here? I think it's, I, 
I don't really know. I don't really know what this move is for because already like the 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 community around having a like a singular universal show that everyone watches or a singular film that everyone's seen that almost doesn't happen anymore because there's yeah. too much out there. So I don't know if them forcing content on you like this is gonna make that or and you know people want to frequent their site more, which I assume is their goal eventually i i kind of wonder if it's like a first try on something like uh mm. let's see how this does because when when we first when, when my wife jess and i first started uh like trying it and whatnot her initial thought was oh wait can i use this to randomize anything in a particular series like can i watch a random episode of the new girl or community or something like that i thought the same Which that thing. i'd be really interesting in because i've seen those shows a dozen times for every episode and just like yeah put one on i don't care what it is any season yeah yeah but if you're throwing me something that you're recommending that i haven't seen before that requires a higher level of commitment and gets into the same conversation of like am i just gonna let the algorithm choose what i watch right you know yeah, and I just don't think people are that open to that happening because they would yeah. be choosing the recommendations. Like there's the fir the first couple rows are keep watching, watch again and recommended stuff. Like all of that yeah. stuff is recommended. So uh, it's just another I don't know. I th it, I think overall it comes down to and this is a good thing in a lot of instances, but it, we're, it's, there's too much content. It's oversaturation. And at a certain point, I mean, it is a good thing, but at a certain point, I feel like people used to kind of build a community around certain, like Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, Breaking Bad. Like there's mm -hmm. none of that anymore, really. I think the last couple, like Stranger Things is probably one of the last ones that was going to be like Still that. Still going. Yeah. yeah. Um, and same with movies. It's like the Oscars well, were a good example. Nobody saw any of that stuff, including people like yeah. me and you who love movies. And I, I agree and disagree with that. I think yeah. Netflix doesn't have like a monopoly on it anymore because everybody was talking about WandaVision, at least in my my yeah. group of people. Like, oh, yeah, you know, everyone was talking about what was going on with that. And that's, you know, partially the Marvel world, you know, pulling people in as well. But I think sure. the communities aren't as universal as they once were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there is like you're saying, there's so, so much content. Um, But is it? too much that we're not talking about it as a whole society anymore or is it too much that it's like it's not everybody talking about it it's just certain groups you know what i mean mm, yeah yeah i mean you're right because i mean with we disney is a perfect example of all of this stuff because star wars yeah uh you know marvel all of that stuff right now you're right like a bunch of people most people that i know at least took a look at WandaVision and even Falcon and the Winter Soldier and definitely Mandalorian because yeah. it was kind of this phenomenon type thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's like, there's things going on that I have no concept of too. Like the thing that pops to mind is like the bachelor. Sure. And like those kind of shows. Cause I know I, I, I don't watch the bachelor. I don't know anything about it, but I know yeah. there was something going on 
mm. in like the past couple months. Like I kept hearing some like this guy from The Bachelor, some, 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 some. Okay, um, yeah. So it's like it's enough that it's getting out there, right? But if you're not part of that community, like it doesn't pull you in. You know what I mean? Right. They have their own ecosystems. Yeah. 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 It, yeah it's it's just different now. Like there's. And I love it. I love having an abundance of stuff to consume in terms of media Mm -hmm. because I just love to watch stuff. But it feels like, like bringing it back to Netflix, when I open Netflix sometimes, Mm -hmm. it's almost exhausting. Like when I just open it, I'm like, I don't even want to sometimes because I'm like, the there's too many choices and I don't want to have to. And maybe that's what their plan was with this button is just... We know it's overwhelming. Here, let us just try and make it simpler for you if your goal is to simply just get on and watch something. So the other thing that's interesting there is, like, when I was scrolling down, yeah. so you can you can click the play now, or you can click the play something button when you first log in, when you're, like, signing into your username. Yep. You can go to, like, and I don't know if their UI is the same across all of their apps, but, like, you can go to the left and, like, it's one of those, like, you know, few TV shows, few movies, play something. The other thing is when I was scrolling down, after a little while, it popped up and said, having trouble deciding, play something. Mm. Which I think is an interesting thing. If you look at it as, like, this is... A play like a button to press when you've been scrolling for 10 minutes and you don't care anymore. Right. You know, and if that's the case that I get a little bit more because that's like, okay, then like, you know, I don't care. It's Shit's Creek. It kept trying to get me to watch Shit's Creek. I don't. So like that's, you know, I keep trying to avoid saying it, but like, yeah, it it (laughs) played Shit's Creek three times uh like each time when i started like i'd you know go off and do something else and then try it again and it'd be like oh yeah shit's creek you'd love which makes sense well it makes sense because i i've never watched it um but i've watched pretty much every other sitcom that's ever been on netflix so it's like the algorithm yeah i can't fault the algorithm on that but like if i have been scrolling for a movie or something that i want to watch for 10 minutes and I can't find anything I like. And I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't know what, like, I just want to watch something. Then the button might come in handy. Right. It might be whiplash from what I'm like expecting. Like if I'm looking for like an action movie to watch and I can't find something. Right. And then it serves me shit's Creek. That's probably going to be less effective. Right. It would be cool if you could like narrow it down by genre. Oh Yeah. And you they're know, probably going like, to get there. Yeah. And that's, I think that goes back to what we were talking about of like, yeah, this is like a, uh, a first step in a functionality that's going to, going to grow. Right. If people use it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the question. But yeah, I mean, if I was like, yeah, I want to watch an action movie and I could select genre action movie, play something. And then it's going to feed me like, you know, rush hour or, Hell yeah. you know, some random or like, fifth element or yeah you know i don't know why i'm pulling chris tucker movies out here, but <laughs> no like, no no issues um, for me yeah like that i i think i'd be really interested in because that's i think where i tend to trip up is i know what i kind of want to watch yeah but like picking an actual thing to commit to is like you know 
Yeah, that's where it becomes an issue for a lot. Most people, honestly, like the amount of stress yeah. people have, especially when I'm in a group setting of of who. Okay, I don't want to have the remote. You have the remote. Like I don't. I'll scroll forever. Like yeah. But for me, when I start to when I start on Netflix, which rarely happens anymore, and I don't find something within a reasonable amount of time, I just mm-hmm. go to another platform. I go to HBO or then if there's nothing on there, I go to prime. If there's nothing on there, I go to Hulu. If there's nothing on there, I go to Disney plus and I'll go to like star Wars, something I've seen a hundred times. So I feel like attention spans and this is probably just for like people that are like me. My attention span is such that I know if I don't find something on Netflix right now, there's probably something on the other seven platforms like i yeah. just subscribed to shutter the other day because i'm like i love horror movies so i'm like there's yeah. got to be something in those others that will make me want to watch it versus oh let me see what netflix thinks that i want to watch and maybe yeah maybe you know on the 10th go they'll get something that i'll stay and watch um and that 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 gives me an interesting thought of like and i've i've thought this a few times but like it would be amazing if there was a single app that could curate all of the other apps yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, and I have one, it's called like watch a, that tells me basically when shows that I watch have new episodes out, which is cool. Oh, okay. And then I can just click to it and it'll take me to the Hulu app or it'll take me to the, um, you know, HBO app or whatever. I guess this is a weird plug for, for watching. Um, <laughs> I've never heard of it. On, so that's great. It's on my Apple TV. I don't know if it's on anything else, but, yeah. um, like that's cool. Like if this was like a watch something and it would hit, any streaming platform that I subscribe to. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of. I don't know. It, but then we're just like, okay, that's just, we're back to pretty much cable without ads now. Like this is the yeah. thing that I, it frustrates me. Cause I'm like, we're going, we're just going back to what it was before. Yeah, Cause it, cable. you know, at some point I'm already paying, I don't know how much I'm paying for streaming services. It's like eventually yeah. it's just going to even probably out. Probably around like, I mean, I think about it and like, so what I have Apple TV, like Apple. Yeah. Apple TV is yeah. their streaming too. Apple TV um, plus, isn't it? Yeah. Apple yeah. TV, I don't know, whatever. whatever the Apple streaming service. Yeah. yeah, I have that one. I have Hulu. I have Netflix. I have Disney Plus. I have HBO Max. Prime. Um, I have Prime. Yep. Yeah. Although Prime's a weird thing because I'm like that. I pay for Prime for other reasons. Yeah, that's an. It's you know just like I mean? a bonus. Yeah. But yeah, and like it's not monthly and things like that. But like, right. um, but then like the other thing I throw in there is like I have like Spotify that I pay for and like yeah. You know, there's like a few other ones kicking around there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that too. Right. Um, probably if you add it all up, comes about to about the amount it would be for a cable subscription. Right. You know, the um, the only and here's where I actually appreciate what's going on is you don't have this. There's such a limitation on what you can and cannot put on TV, like on networks mm-hmm. that are actually on TV, because that's yeah. not people that doesn't even compute for me anymore because i don't watch tv like i don't turn yeah. on the tv and flip through chant like that doesn't happen anymore for me yeah um you're talking about like censored like language and movies and stuff on, when they're on cable right and like what you can even show in terms of your tv shows like okay the really graphic stuff has to get shown at like between 11 and oh, 3 yeah. in the morning like jackass mm-hmm. is only shown three in the morning which i kind of understand but it's like you know <laughs> there's stuff that i'm glad you you get to see 
what everyone's made of on Netflix, on Prime, on Hulu, because they don't have any of the same limitations that you have on like network yeah. shows and stuff. Yeah, um, especially when you get to like actual network, when you're like primetime, like NBC or ABC or something like oh, that, yeah. where you're like, this is literally just the same show 15 times over. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, I appreciate that too. It's, I defend everyone's rights to watch jackass at nine in the morning 100 percent. in terms of like getting back to like a cable package and things like that i i think it's cool well i i think i don't really have any if i'll put it this way if someone came along and was like you can pay us 50 dollars and we will just have one login for all of these things i mean here you can use our app and access all of them through that i'd be like that sounds awesome because I feel like flipping back and forth between all the different streaming pro- platforms is not a huge deal, but I'm aware of the time when I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm so. I'm like consciously thinking, like clocking it in my mind, like, oh, Netflix doesn't have anything I want to see right now. Yeah. Like, you know, no, I totally. I And like yeah. I go to Hulu and like the Hulu app sucks drives me crazy yeah like you know there's certain things where you have to hold the button to press the button and like anyway um yeah to to bring it back i i had a thought about this when i was i was prepping with the play something button Mm -hmm. so the play something button is based completely off an algorithm of this is what you've watched in the past this is what we think you might like before this is what you've up and downed and all that i wonder if the netflix app still takes into like account the ratings i did when i was like getting dvds in the mail Mm. but that's a that's a sidebar um oh i don't know that's a weird one i forget yeah that was a whole different time yeah like but i'm like it's still the same account you know yeah the content's the same content too i've (laughs) seen i've seen a few things pop up that are like watch it again and are like that's definitely a dvd that i got from netflix oh that's pretty awesome (laughs) it knows it knows to some degree i don't know if it remembers my uh my ratings. Um, right. But, um, the, the question I want to sort of pose is like, there's this thought of recommendations and algorithms versus like curation. Yeah. And like, you know, if you like this, you might like this, but like done, I don't want to necessarily say by a human, but done with more intention. Yeah. Because, like, my recommendation list is, like, yeah, it's, like, Shit's Creek and then, like, a couple action movies and then, like, a rom-com because, like, my wife just logged into my account at one point to watch something or, you know, like, and right. then, like all this stuff that is kind of, like, okay. But, like, if there was a play something button for, like, the example I have in my head, and I may have read this, so forgive me if I'm ripping off of a... Uh, an article but if there was a play something button that when you hit that it played something based off of like movies that martin scorsese loves Mm. or like you know sitcoms dealing with a certain topic or like, like you know like something that's not necessarily like here's everything you might have ever watched that you might like it you know what i mean like if here's something that's like, this is more sort of fitted towards, I guess we're getting back into the same conversation of like, yeah, like 
play something for me in a genre, but like play mm-hmm. something for me that of like, this is the mood I'm in. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Cause it's more than a genre. It's more than just a single filmmaker. It's more than yeah. just a certain topic or a subject. Like there's so much, and we've had this conversation off, off the air before, but w- the curation is important. It's different than just picking stuff that they think you might like. It's because that's based off of a whole bunch of stuff. Like how long you spent on a certain project, like how long you like you lingered on one of the titles, like mm-hmm. what the rating was you gave it, if you watched the whole thing all the way through, like how many of this genre. So it's it's curated very and you can tell when you want you hit the play something button. It's very mm-hmm. simple. It's like, yeah, you watched um like, I don't know, some video game thing and now they're the Witcher's all over my my recommendation. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't watch The Witcher. I, not that I don't want to watch it. It's just like, I would have watched it already if I, yeah. you know. Um, so it's very, well, that's a whole you question know. too, yeah. Yeah, it's just simple. It's, it's just too simple, I think, for, especially for people like us who are looking for a little more than just, okay, give me another action movie. Like Yeah, well, and that's, I think, like, we... We started this by talking about like decision fatigue and something like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the answer here is not, I have decision fatigue, play anything. Right. It's, I have decision fatigue because there are 15,000 options available to me. Yes. Can you give me 12 options? Right. You know what I mean? Can you curate this down for me? And I think that's honestly like... And this is a whole bigger conversation that we could get into. But I feel like that's like where like the future of this is going to go with like, here's what this person recommends. And mm. like, I can, I'm going to go from that. Like this person that I trust in my community and like YouTube influencers are kind of already in this to a degree of like, at least film reviewer ones is like, oh yeah, here's like what I recommend that you watch this week. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess we're even kind of doing, I was going to say like we kind of recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Um, But like, I feel like that's kind of where we're heading in. Like there's the amount of options available to you are overwhelming. Yes. The algorithm is based off of non-specific things. And it's going to get to a point where people like want to have the the list narrowed down to them. I guess I'm making the same point over and over here now, but. I don't know. It's getting to a point where we've never had issue. We've never had to deal with issues like this where we have straight up too much stuff for everyone to consume yeah. too many platforms to choose from like all of the content is like the quality has gone up on everything the budgets have gone up on everything um and yeah i don't i just i think that people are getting just way too overwhelmed with everything and the play yeah. something button is interesting but i agree with you it needs to be way more curated f- for it to keep at least people like me and you occupied because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I went through 10 and I was like, I don't really, none of these were something I was going to sit down and keep watching. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is kind of unfortunate, but again, this is a trial run sort of. So we'll see if it, if it gets better, if the algorithm gets better, if they start to actually, you know, utilize, uh, it would have to be like machine learning. It would be too, way too complex yeah. for like <laughs> Netflix to put the R and D into, but well, I don't know. It depends on how complex Netflix's algorithm is already, which is probably true. Know, it could be a 10 step jump or it could be a two step jump. Exactly. Yeah. It could uh, be way more complex. It's got to be way more complex than I'm making it seem, but it's just, yeah. When I get the same thing over and over, man, I, I didn't watch it for a reason. Come on now. 
Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. So following up on this, um, we're going to come into to a little bit of tech news here. Um, earlier this week, Atomos, which makes monitors and like external recorders and things like that, uh, released the Ninja 5 Plus uh, and the, the Ninja Stream. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ninja 5 Plus, the big... Uh, item with that is that it can record 8k 30 footage from the canon eos r5 yes so what do you think i i'm torn on this because like part of me wants to talk about like the ninja fives and their whole thing like that and what they how they play part of me wants to talk about the r5 and like what's up with that um I don't know. What do you think, Josh? I, so I don't think we have to necessarily talk too much about the Ninja five and what it can do. Basically they're just like decently high end mid range monitors for, you know, just especially for 4k and external recording. They're some of the only ones that can do that for a reasonable price. So that's just kind of where that, that is going. Um, and they also, they're announcing an upgrade, the hundred dollar upgrade. So you can now do ProRes or what is it? Uh, H two, six, five now. Two, six, five. Yeah. On the Ninja five, which is cool. Um, which is cool. And it's going to be a thing. It'll be curious if the, um, new Ninja fives coming out, uh, have that upgrade already. I would assume, I mean, just looking from the price points, we're moving into a different bracket. Like it's, it's, they're jumping from 500 bucks to 1500 bucks. So I would hope that that comes with it. Um, and the pro kit I'm assuming is just like the normal Ninja five pro kit coming with some extra stuff with some extras. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, so then let's talk about, let's talk about eight K. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into eight K a bit. Well, let's start with some history. Um, (laughs) in, uh, in I want to say it was December or so, um, or like November, I don't know, thereabouts, uh, of 2020, Canon came out with the R5, which is their high-end video hybrid uh, camera. Yes. And one of their major, major marketing points on that was that it can record 8K. Um, this was before it even came out like heartily disproven um, yeah. or ugh, disproven in that, like it became, yes, it can do it, but like, can it like, yeah, it, it there's a big asterisk by it can record 8k. Cause yeah, yeah, it can record 8k and they've remedied some of this with some like different R and D and other people have made cooling devices, but yeah, it was like, what was it? At first it was, you can do 8K for 10 minutes and then you got to turn it off and let it cool. For for ten, tw- no, so it was, oh, it, you, I think you could do 20 minutes and then you had to turn it off and let it cool for 20 minutes. Yep. And then. You could do another like five minutes. And then, yeah, when it came back <laughs> up, you could do another five before it had to cool down for another 20. And like Canon's whole pitch was, yeah, like, but that's, you know, that's how you just set your production up around that. And I think anyone that's ever worked in any kind of extended production thing is like, what on earth are you talking about? Yeah. Like if I'm in the middle of a production day, I'm not about to just pause for 20 minutes to then 
go for another three and then pause and then another three and then pause. And like, that's just not sustainable. And basically for me, it, it came down to the fact that like this 8k was like, yes, it technically does it, but this is a marketing thing so that they can say they're the first mirrorless camera to shoot and deliver in 8k. Yes. hundred percent. And it's just, it was, and we talked about this long before any of it even came out and we even, yeah, it, it, we knew that it was going to be, it can do it, but that's pretty much it. It can't, it's not yeah. going to be the 8k camera that you're going to put in every single film set or, or TV yeah. studio or anything like that. It simply can do it. So they didn't lie. It can do it, but that's it. It can't do it for extended periods of time. It can't get you through a project and for something like this, you'd probably be using it for a B cam at most. And if not like a crash cam, and it's like, well, then you don't want to be yeah. resetting for your external cameras every five minutes. Yeah. And I mean, even if you're using it as a B cam, like, like the only other 8K camera that I can think of is the the red series, the um, Monstro. 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 Yep. <laughs> uh, and the Helium, right? Maybe and not. the helium, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I can't remember. I don't remember. Um, someone's screaming at us right now. I um, know. I know. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, so like having a even having a B cam that's like that. Like if I'm on a set where I'm shooting with a red, like I can't imagine. Like I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna B cam with a red. Like I'm not like yeah, get a Komodo up in here and yeah, like it's weird to jump to a different brand and like whole workflow just for a 8k b cam right i mean i'm sure some people did it but it, it seems like it's more work than than it needs to be 100 percent. and at the same roughly around that same time canon is releasing their c70 and so now it's like well if you're gonna be doing cinema work canon has a cinema line for that stuff yeah like it it's just I don't think they really understood where this... Well, I think they didn't care. I think it was, you know, the 8K, we're going to sell more cameras because it's the first 8K camera. Yeah. I don't think they were truly like, this is going to replace cameras on all film sets. It was just, yeah. that's, there's no way. Well, and so, and that's, so this, so this is why we're sort of talking about this. Now with this Ninja 5 Plus, um, uh. it's more feasible because you can do the 8K 30 through the ninja and like not i i would assume not have to deal with the same overheating issues because you're not recording that based off of the internal processor on the camera right right yeah because you can just go right into like a like an angel bird ssd right on the back of your your ninja and not have to worry about that at all yeah and get your four minutes on your one terabyte Exactly. And that's the other thing. Yeah. So this is, and I get it because eventually they also announced that it, it's going to be able to do uh, 4K at 120, which is awesome. for, And that's just yes. the R5 at this point. So that's great. But 8K, it seems like they're, this is a huge leap to make going straight for an 8K monitor when, yeah, are people really using 8K that much in a, in a not, a hundred percent professional capacity where you're shooting like large format or something crazy. Like, yeah. Are people really using 8k that much to warrant? Or well, maybe they're just future where, themselves. Well, I think this is where we get into like the conversation that we really want to have around this of like, 
is 8K here? Is it 8K time? I don't think it is. I think we're not far off, but I think we got a couple years before 8K is like, you know, the norm. I think there's a lot of places that 4K is not the norm yet. 100%. You know what I mean? And like, I mean, I know there's a lot of like sport franchises that shoot 1080. There's a lot of, you know, like this stuff that just isn't pushed to a 4K system yet. There's a lot of YouTubers that do it. There's a lot of, you know, um, I mean, I like, I think 4K is more prevalent than it has been previously. Yep. But it's not like the norm. It's not old news at this point. You know what I mean? And right. a lot of people, I don't think so for me with the, with the resolution thing, I, I feel like it's always driven for me by TVs. Yeah. Because if you don't have a 4k TV, the hell do you care if something's in 4k? Exactly. You know? Like there's, I know there's arguments to be made of like, Oh yeah. Like if you're down resing it, it'll still look like more detail, that kind of stuff. But like, is it, and like, is it that noticeable? Like to, so like people who don't deal with that stuff all the time, like resolution, like, yeah. Does it matter? (laughs) So if we're questionable about like how, how adopted is 4k at this point, if we're questionable about that, 8k is insane. Right. It's, it's, and like, there's a level to which, th- okay, so I'm saying 8K is insane. I'm sure there's people screaming at us going, no, but I use it for this. Of course, there's like use cases for it. I'm sure a lot of VFX artists are like f- over the moon. Sure. You know, because yeah, like that just gives you a better quality and that kind of thing. But like the other thing that the other side of this is like, okay, cool. You have an 8K camera that rec- record 8K footage. Then what? Can your computer handle it? Do, do you have the storage for it? Like, you, you know, when you're monitor? two minutes. Yeah. When your two minutes of footage is, you know, you know, two terabytes. Are you prepared for that? Can your computer handle that? And then like, where are you screening this? Right. You know what I mean? So it's cool. It's cool that Canon, that like 8K on the Canon R5 is a little more feasible at this point. Yep. But that doesn't make 8K feasible. No. You know. And at the end. Yep, go ahead. I was just going to say at the end of the day, the R5 is still like it's a pro level camera, but it's in the consumer market. So I'm like, how many consumer level people are doing 8K shooting that require that much? Yeah. Exactly. Like it's. And it's one of those things that like. We're going to get to 8K. We're going to make the jump from 4K to 8K way faster than we made the jump from 1080 to 4K. Yeah. Which was like way faster than we made the jump from HD to full HD and like SD to HD. Like it's all definitely moving a lot faster. We'll be at 12K probably by 2030. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Probably before that. But like, but Canon, like, all of this stuff still to me just makes it a marketing ploy. And I think that of the Sony too. And I think that of the, um, the Nikon's about, about to be able to do it. Right. Yeah. The Z nine or whatever. The yeah. Z nine. Yeah. I still missed opportunity. 
The Z8, man. The Z8, 8K. They... We're not going to even go there. (laughs) It's the next one in line. What are you doing, Nikon? (laughs) We'll have to do a whole episode about how insane uh, camera naming... uh, Oh, yeah. Like, story. What's the word I'm looking for? Camera naming architecture is... Yeah. Oh, 100%. Because it's, it's chaos. It's chaos. Panasonic is is a nightmare zone and it makes me laugh because we always end up with the same ones on each like there's the r5 there's the z5 there's the s5 yep uh and the uh i think there's another one out there well sony sony does it sony does it in a way that makes sense sony goes from low to high and then they they're doing the a1 now which i'm like sure i guess they didn't really have an a1 or a one anything really i don't think um but yeah, that's a whole other thing. That's yeah, that's we we shouldn't go down that road. Yeah, we could talk about um, that for a very long time. Let's instead um, jump over to uh, well, go back to our uh, franchise roots, as yes. it were, and talk about this Marvel uh, Eternals trailer. Big time franchise stuff going on here. Multiple franchises in one. So mm-hmm. a few days ago, Marvel released a teaser that was titled "Being." The it just said Eternals teaser, and which wasn't incorrect because there was in fact a teaser for the Eternals in there. I did feel teased. I did, yeah. <laughs> which it was weird because I think that had the shortest amount of footage in that yeah. whole run, which I was okay with. I don't want to see too much of it. I want to kind of you know be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it seemed like to me it was a trailer for the movie theaters in general to bring people yeah. to get people excited about going to the movies again, wanting to go to theaters again, you know, um, because it was pretty much a montage of a lot of the, you know, the last 20 years of Mar or what is it? 15 years of Marvel or something like that. Yeah. Um, eight. Yeah. 15. Yeah. Close to that. Yeah. Um, and, and then they even threw in, and I don't know if this was a real, like theater reaction or what, but they threw in an end game theater reaction, which that actually hit me. I was like, Oh man, yeah. th- I missed this so much. Uh, just that kind of visceral community. Everyone's feeling the same thing. It's just, you feel the energy in the theater and yeah, it, it did. It did yeah. for me. It did what it was supposed to do. I think and made me really want to go back to the damn theater, but I already wanted to go back to the theater. So that's not, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, it, it did the same thing for me. It got me. I remember, like being in that theater and like not that specific theater, but I remember being in the theater for that scene in Endgame and like everybody cheering and everyone like screaming and, you know, um, yeah, like that really captured, I think the movie experience. Yeah. Um, and I think this is like a, uh, this trailer is like a concentrated effort not just by Disney, but by like, I think there's a few of them going on there that are like back to theaters, back to theaters, back to theaters, back to theaters. Yeah. Um, I believe, I think I saw something, uh, it said final trailer for F nine. Um, mm. and it was like the same kind of thing. It had like, uh, Vin Diesel in a car driving down the road with like a, a voiceover that's like, we've all been through a lot, like, you know, <laughs> uh, kind of thing. It's like, it's like been a long road kind of thing. Oh God. Uh, yeah. And the whole point became 
come back to theaters, like come back home, come back to your family in theaters, um, which I think is cool. I think it's necessary. Um, it, it, be, it became obvious of what it was pretty quick. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. Go back to theaters. Like totally. Right. Um, I don't know. It, it seemed cool. Um, the other thing we got out of it was uh, some title confirmations and dates uh, for movies through 2023. Yep. Um, I'm super jacked for uh, Wakanda forever. Yeah. Um, that's, that'll be really interesting to see. And um, the Marvels. Yeah. Captain Marvel two has been changed to the Marvels, um, which is cool, which I think is going to, you know, uh, Captain Marvel is one of my favorites um, in terms of like from the comic books and things like that. So it'll be cool to see where that kind of goes. Um, Doctor Strange too. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And then I don't know if you noticed, but they also had the um, the Fantastic Four logo at the end. I saw with no date attached. Right. I saw that. And also like, also, yeah, Fantastic Four. Right. In the future, which is cool. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, they got to keep trying until they nail one of those because my God. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it was, it was a really good, it was well done the whole thing. And again, this we're not the, we're not the target audience because we're going to the theater no matter what, as soon as we can. Well, I don't know. Maybe for me, I was like, it's, I'm ready. I was trying to go like last week, but the theaters weren't open around me. So <laughs> Yeah, the thing for me, to my shame, I watched Godzilla vs. Kong at home the other day. Me too. Yeah. But that was going to be my big one. I was like, well, I have to see this in theaters. Mm -hmm. And part of me really wishes I had seen it in theaters, but also, like, I opened up HBO Max and it said leaving on April 30th. And I was like, oh, shit, that's today. Ah, they forced your hand. It kind of like, I was like, all right, like I can't, like it's been two weeks now and like I haven't gone to see this movie. I like keep being like, oh yeah, I'll go in a couple days and then something happens. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to knock this out. Like I I have to see that. I can't not see this movie and God knows when it'll be back on HBO Max. Right. It's probably going to be in like a week and a half. Right. I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) Um, But so like, I would say I almost. I would say I was the target audience for that, that kind of thing, because that clip from Endgame got me and got me like wanting to be back in those kind of experiences and not only wanting to be back in those kind of experiences, but wanting to be back in those kind of experiences on opening weekend. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's, it's not the same when it's like been playing for a week and a half and like it's, you know, you're there on like a Tuesday afternoon right, or something like that. Um, so I don't know. It, it kind of got me. Yeah. Well, that's good because I. Yeah. And maybe that was because I. I think I've seen in the past year, I definitely looked up literally Avengers and game rea- theater reactions because I think yeah. one of them was recommended to me on YouTube. And I was like, oh, we're going through this right now because I, I need to relive this right now. Yeah. Um, so that probably got me into it like last December or something. And I've just been jazzed to go th- to go back again. But even me, I could have gone to see Mortal Kombat in theaters mm-hmm. last week. And I didn't mostly because it's in Boston Commons. I'm like, I don't want to drive and park in Boston Commons. But it's like, you know, yeah. the, the closest theater to me wasn't open. I could have gone. I didn't, yeah. though. 
I not that I really wanted to spend ten bucks to go see Mortal Kombat, but you know, I, I that was going to be one that well, I did want to see, see in the theater. Like listening to you talk, like you wanted to, but it's hard. Yeah, it's way harder than just hitting play on your TV. It is. And that's the tough part. That's like, that's what happened with me with Godzilla versus Kong. If like, I could just be like, all right, yeah, like I'm a, like the closest theater for me, A, I've never been to because I've only lived in Worcester for four months now. Right. Yeah. So I've never been there, you know. Um, so it's like, I'd have to go figure out a whole new theater and like, it's like 15, 20 minutes away. Like, right. You know, it's, it's an undertaking. It's not just the two hours and then I'm back into whatever. Right. Um. So that, like that. That's the tough side of it. That's, and I think that's what we kind of have to get to overcome of like, and I think we touched on this last week, but like we've had all of this stuff just at our fingertips for so long that like we have to push ourselves to, uh, to actually get there. hundred percent. And yeah. I wonder, cause right before the pandemic hit, I was going pretty regularly cause I had just gotten the AMC Stubbs pass and it was so easy. Yeah. It was so much easier to just go, and not have to worry about, you know, oh, it's going to cost me this much to go. It was just, you get three movies a week, use them. So I was yeah. just going. And I don't know if it's going to be like, a, I'll just go see, because I will renew the Stubbs thing eventually, but is it going to be, I'm just going to go see any old movie or I'm just yeah. going to go see James Bond the on opening balls. night? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those things where I, I'd rather just Stay, but once I'm back in a theater, who knows? It's probably going to change everything. Yeah. I want to be here every day again. Like, let's, you know. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. It's like once you, like, we do it, like, it's, you know, Newton's laws of physics here of, like, once you are, like, can start doing it again and, like, you're, you know, like, it's that initial, like, getting over the hump of, like, okay, let's, like, start going to the movies again. Right. You know, and I think that's what these to bring it back. I think that's what these like previews are really looking for is like, like let's push somebody to remember what it's like to be in the theater. And maybe that'll be enough to push them out the door to the theater. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think, uh, Marvel has one of the, they just lucked out because that for everyone who went to see Endgame, that yeah. was, Pretty much the same experience for everyone. Like every yeah. theater opening night or any time went yeah. absolutely because I didn't see it with like any of the people. Like I didn't see it with you. I didn't see it with like my roommate. Like I didn't see it with any of these people. Everyone had the same react, the same experience of mm -hmm. this is more than just going to a movie. This is an experience, and yeah. it was special. Like that stuff doesn't come around all the time. Especially I, I don't remember another time when that did happen in a theater. Like I've had cheers and moments where it was crazy, but that was just a, yeah. everyone was like blissful. It was crazy. It was insane. It, from it was. Yeah. And that's, I mean, again, we could go into the whole Marvel thing, but that was like the culmination of like 10 years of like shared experiences, you know, everyone having those same things. And then we get into the point that it's like, here we go. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird because Marvel for me, it's a, a weird thing to talk about because I've seen every Marvel movie, uh, it's opening weekend, you know yeah. what I mean? Like even like Thor and all those, I'm like, yeah, like it's a Marvel movie. Like, like, yeah. here we go. Sign me up. Um, yeah. So, um, just wait. It, so that's an interesting question. Uh, will black widow get me to the theaters? 
opening weekend because mm. that's the next that's the next one. Yeah, um, and that's soon too. Yeah, it's in like a couple weeks, I think. Couple weeks. Yeah, I. Yeah. It's like late May. I hope that it does. That was one. It sucks because I I love Scarlett Johansson. I think that her character is fine. Um, it's. That was the only trailer that really didn't get me as pumped. And maybe that's just because we've seen this trailer since 2019 and we know what it's going to be about pretty much. We've, oh, it's been, oh, it's coming out now. No, it's not. Now it's coming out now. No, it's not. Now I'm like, I don't, my, my level of caring has gone down significantly. um, Well, I've said this before. I feel like, I feel like the Black Widow movie needed to come out in like phase three. Yeah. You know, when we were looking at like, uh the civil war kind of stuff and like all that. Like, I think it is like in terms of here we go with the nerds again, uh, <laughs> in terms of like where that movie falls in like the timeline of the MCU. I think it takes place during phase three. I think it's pre uh, infinity war. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a weird, like would have been kind of fine when it was like just after end game, but now it's been like a while. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So I don't know. I, I see now that I've said it, I feel like there's more of a chance that I'll go on opening weekend. Right. Because I'm like, well, I can't not go. Now I've said I've gone to see every Marvel movie opening weekend. This can't be the only one. Yeah. I hear you. (laughs) Listeners feel, uh, feel free to shame me on my, uh, on my Instagram. If I, if I don't go see Black Widow opening weekend. Yeah, and you'll know. Um, you'll know. Yeah, I'll post about it. Um, oh, so yeah, so that's that's really I think what we were going to talk about. Um, yeah, I do have a recommendation for this week um, yes. that I feel like might elicit a little bit more conversation. But um, yeah, so there's this show on Hulu called Exposure. Um, and it's a reality show. It's in the same vein as like, well, I don't even know if I should qualify it like this, but like it's the same format as like Top Chef and Ink like Master, Project Runway, Ink Master, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's eight people, eight photographers uh, with weekly uh, flash challenges and then like portfolio challenges, they're called, um, of just like photography challenges, basically. Um the caveat with it, and this is what I think is really interesting. I want to ask you about Josh is it's all done with Samsung cell phones. And like, it basically becomes a huge ad campaign for this phone that they all have that they're shooting these photos on. Um, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. The show itself is like fine. Like it's entertaining enough. I scream at the television a lot because I have some pretty strong opinions about like photography and whatnot. And like, yeah, um, the, the thing that really gets me is there. These photographers are all lighting with like Ari hot lights, like the lighting kits that you get when you're like a freshman in film school. And it's like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's a lighting situation. Here's a lighting tool that you're probably not that familiar with. And I don't know, I'm getting snobby now, but like, that's <laughs> like an entirely different kind of light than shooting with like a pro photo strobe or something. Yes. Like that. Yes. 
so I don't know. I, the phone thing really throws me. Um, you said you watched an episode of this. I did. I watched like 80% of the first episode. I just, the the ads were getting to me on Hulu, but that's a whole other thing. I got the gist <laughs> of what was, was going on. Um, yeah. I, I, the only reason I like the phones being incorporated because it a hundred percent is a huge ad for Samsung. I mean, the prize is a Samsung contract. They're all kitted out with Samsung tablets and, and watches. Yeah. It's a whole ad for Samsung, but I like it because it's a whole bunch of photographers from different backgrounds. Some of them do mm-hmm. fashion, uh, port- portrait stuff, street photography, like amateur photographers. So it's cool. It's a cool mm-hmm. balance of um, not only styles, but where they're at in their careers. Sure. And the phone at least gives them all, like puts them all right on the same level. And it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's like you've never, I mean, I'm sure they take photos on their phones like everyone does, but it's, yeah. you're used to taking photos with your DSLR or your mirrorless camera or your medium format, you know, film camera, you're, you're used to that stuff. So it, it adds a challenge, but it also brings everybody down to the same level because they've never, ever used this phone before. So in that sense, I like it in the sense that it's a huge ad. I'm like, you know, it gets really old pretty fast. Yeah. I I will say with the Sam, they don't like, uh, I feel like they don't smash it into your face as much as some reality shows do. Oh, definitely not. Um, you know, well, I guess they kind of do. I was going to say, I've been watching, there's a new season of top chef on as well. Yeah. And they're sponsored by BMW this week, this year. And, uh, yeah, every like third shot is them driving somewhere in a BMW. Of course. But like, so I don't think it's as in your face as, as that. It's just, um, it's very interesting in that, like, I don't know. And like, I'm saying this, but I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but like, it's, bringing a a new level of legitimacy to phone photography. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's worth checking out. Um, There's only been two episodes out, out thus far. Um, The second one's all about concert photography, which is kind of cool. Um, And they make a big point about how all of them are like, wow, this is the first time uh, I've seen live music in like a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, which is a, a weird concept, but um, I don't know. It's really interesting. It's worth checking out. Um, it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu like original. So, yeah, that's a, it's, it is definitely worth checking out. Cause um, it, it's in the same style as an average game or a game show, a reality <laughs> contest show, but it's very like if you're into photography at all, it's just really interesting to see what they what they bring to everything and the style that they shoot in, and it, it is cool. And the phone is impressive, but it's you know, yeah, it's it's definitely a good recommendation. Um, so for my recommendation, you ever watch? Sorry, did you ever watch On the Lot? Uh, On the Josh? Lot, I don't think so. It came out in like I don't know, uh, like the late twenty, like two thousand eight or so. Uh, and it was the same thing, but with filmmaking, um, and it, it, it didn't oh. work at all. Oh no, that, that's all. It, I like that concept though. <laughs> it was, it was a great concept. It just turned into like, they spent probably 75% of the episode screening the films. Oh, of course. Cause it was like, they were like, oh yeah, everybody do like a three minute film, but like there's 15 of them. So that's, you know, that's a 45 minutes. Of the yeah. Show. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was it was interesting and it was cool because they had some cool challenges. But um, I'll have to yeah. check that out because I, I I like these 
that are I like these challenge shows that are more like they're more specific. It's not just singing. It's not just something that we've seen a yeah. hundred times. Like we're getting into these niche genres that I, I enjoy because yeah. there's so many people who love photography and like, why wouldn't yeah. people want to watch this? I don't know. Um, but yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. You were saying, um, so my recommendation for this week is just because I recently watched this again. It is a 2017 film, uh, Okja by Bong Joon-ho who, Ooh, as, yeah. Yeah. As many of you know, uh, recently, directed the best picture from 2020 which was parasite um and basically this film is very similar in his style uh it's got a lot of heart and soul and passion behind it and really beautiful cinematography but it basically follows a young girl in south korea who raises a genetically modified version of a pig that's kind of like a super pig with her family and Mm -hmm. due to a prearranged agreement with the um basically this large multinational conglomerate that gave all of these farmers the the pigs uh they had to take the pig back and essentially it's just this little girl staging a rescue mission to save her to save her pig and it's a it's a great uh like they just talk a lot about factory farming the industry and it's just a really nice take on all of that stuff while keeping it wholesome it's the storytelling is really really well done it's acted really well and just it's it's a great film. I highly highly recommend it, and that is on Netflix. So nice, perfect. All right, man. So I feel like that's all we've really got to, got to talk about today. Um, yeah. Let's let's bring it on home. Uh, Josh, where can people find you online? People can find me on Instagram at Josh J Fuller, and I'm at Willis Film on Instagram. Uh, we also have a, a Pixel Splitters Instagram at Pixel Splitters. Uh, we're also on Facebook, and we have a uh, a Twitter for for Pixel Splitters <laughs> now too. But Pixels at Pixel Splitters was taken, uh, so we ended up with oh god, what did we end up with, Josh? It was wasn't it Pixel Split Pod at Pixel Split Pod? Yes. <laughs> and uh, we I'm we're like not ninety percent. We're not super active on that. At the moment, but you know, we if talk. If you start to- <laughs> tweeting at us heavily, we'll we'll get more involved. Exactly, we'll get way more involved. And also, I'll I'll double check and we'll confirm on the next episode that that's what it actually ended up being. Because it I, is uh, it is at Pixel Split Pod, yeah, at Pixel Split, at Pixel Pod, Pixel Split Pod on Twitter. Pod. Okay, perfect. <laughs> there we go. I went through like fifteen different ones because Pixel Splitters was taken, and I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> this one sums it up, though. It's good. It's nice. It's true. It's true. All right, man. Well, it's good talking to you as always, um, and I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah.